You're listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast with your host, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. 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 As a motivational speaker, Johnny D impacts audiences around the world with his message of living the outstanding life. He's a best-selling author, MC, and two-time Grammy-considered artist. This podcast is a place where Johnny D can introduce you to his outstanding friends and share funny, interesting, and heart-provoking stories. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Here comes your host, Johnny D. Hey, everybody. I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited about today's show. You know I get excited about everybody that comes into the studio and for me to interview them and have you check out their stories. I mean, you talk about an interesting story of a young lady. I got her in in the um, studio today. Courtney Peters is with me right now, and uh, she is a welder for Coletta Motorsports. And and I'm going to ask her, Courtney, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. But but listen, I mean, you started out in college. You yes. started out as a forensic accountant. Correct. And then you went to school for high-performance racing. Correct. How does a girl go from <laughs> forensic uh, accounting, which I didn't even know what forensic accounting was, mm-hmm. If you don't mind, just take one couple seconds and tell everybody what forensic accounting even is. Sure. Forensic accounting, the the easiest way to explain it is the whole Enron situation where they found out that they were cooking the books and that the company was saying that they were making more money than they actually were. Forensic accounting would have been the person to go in there and actually investigate their books. So I initially wanted to work for the FBI doing forensic accounting and I wanted to travel all over. And, yeah. And and, and so you went to school for that. Yeah. And then did you quit? I dropped out twice. You what? (laughs) So you dropped dropped out twice. I dropped out twice. So, so okay, so so you dropped out twice, and then you decided to go to college uh, to study high-performance racing technology. How did you go from an accountant to high-performance racing? I have to give it all credit to my little brother, who's three years younger than me. Much taller than me, though. Yeah. Um, he actually went to Ohio Technical College in Cleveland for okay. high performance and racing technologies. My dad had gone there back in, ooh, I can't even remember what year, but my dad is actually an alumni for their uh, heavy equipment and diesel uh, program that they had. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So my dad suggested that to my brother. My brother had always loved doing those sort of things and I had too, but I just didn't actually think of it as an actual career. Yeah. So my brother had started going there. He was going there for six months or so. And he called me one day and he's like, Courtney, you've dropped out twice. What are you doing? <laughs> you need to get your head out of places and do what I know that you're going to be happy doing. Right. So it was actually my brother that kind of pushed me that way and he's like I know that this is where you're going to be at home at and excel in so so you never you didn't think for a million years that you would ever get into this business no no so you kind of (laughs) fell into it the old cliche I fell into my job yeah I mean it always it was always something that interests me I loved being in the garage with my dad and working on engines tractors we'll get into that but um so you weren't a girly girl no. I hated wearing dresses. <laughs> Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up actually in a little town about 20 minutes south of Erie, Pennsylvania in Waterford. Born okay. and raised. I lived in the house, same house for my entire, entirety. Um, 
Yeah. So were you a tomboy then? I was an extreme tomboy. I was the kind of tomboy <laughs> where I wore cutoffs and basketball shorts, and I wore visors flipped backwards and upside down that held my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> and I, I, was, I went from that to like kind of finding a balance, and now yeah. I'm like, I think the equal of both, both worlds. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you go to you go to this technical college. Correct. When you went there, was it a different feeling than going to college to be an accountant? Much different. Were you I, happy like your brother said you were going to be? Yeah, I actually wanted to be there. <laughs> I can see it in your <laughs> eyes. You're like, you're getting excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always dreaded going to class. I mean, there were classes in college that I enjoyed, yeah. but nothing that I was super, super excited to do. And I've always kind of been more hands-on person rather than books anyway. Yeah. So whenever I could go to school and be... We did a little bit of book work. It was like half and half. So we do our book work and then we'd go out in the shop and we'd work on the cars and physically do the things that we just learned. So that kind of was a good balance for me because I got a little bit of book work, book work that I was okay <laughs> with, but then I was actually physically getting to do it. So let me ask you this, because there are young people watching right now mm-hmm. that... They don't get straight A's. Were you a straight A kind of girl? No, 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 no. I remember when I had a chemistry class, I think it was like 11th grade or something like that. This is how bad I did not want to do it. I had a 13% in that class. I bombed it because I just, I didn't want to do it. So I was that kind of person where like, I knew it wasn't a class that I had to take and I could take something else later to pass it by. But if I'm not dedicated and wanting to do something, I'm sorry, but I just, You have to be 100% into it or you don't do it. I'm either in it or I'm not. So so. so explain just in in a couple minutes what school was like. What kind of vehicles were you working on in school? What was that technical school like? It was actually an amazing experience. I had amazing uh, instructors, Mr. McBride, Mr. Romine. Um, They're Mr. probably watching Mr. Right Mr. Now. Dangerfield. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Dangerfield, man. are you serious? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> His name was Dangerfield, Perry Dangerfield. He's one of the greatest man, men alive. Um, so, you know... Having them as teachers really instilled a lot of, obviously, like technical and hands-on things, but they also taught us a lot of, you know, stuff outside of school, yeah. you know, just to be a better person and to, you know, work on yourself, too. Um, but, I mean, out in the shop, we we had, like, old NASCAR chassis, and we had, I don't even remember what year Gremlin it was, but, man, I hated working on that thing. And then there was this Porsche, which Dangerfield would kill me if I didn't say Porsche, uh. Right, right. He always said that. So we just had all kinds of things that, you know, just random cards that the school would get. Would you recommend that school to anybody watching right now that maybe 100%. is a little confused, like maybe they don't want to go to college? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. They actually have a welding program there, but that was before I knew that I loved welding or yeah. even wanted to weld. Um, so they have a welding program, regular automotive. They have diesel. They have a collision. Um, I think paint is involved with the collision too. Or so you something. had to learn all that. No, no, okay. no. I was just high performance. So like just high there performance. was different we all had like different colored shirts and like we all had our own teachers. Okay. So like the three teachers I listed, those were just for high performance. So where did welding come into play here? <laughs> You're um, there for high performance yeah. and then you end up 
coming out being a welder? Yeah. How did I, that all happen? I wanted to initially work on the team. I wanted to work on a drag racing team. Yeah. Um, and welding was one of the courses that we had to take because it was broken up into like three different months, I yep. believe. And it was three months well, I'm sorry, five months before I graduated. Okay. And that was when we first started doing the welding. And at first I was kind of like, okay, this is cool. Like it'll be something neat to learn. But I did not realize (laughs) where it would take me. And it just, Mr. McBride actually was like, hey, I think you have something in this. And then he's the one that put the bug in my ear. Hey, you can still work for a, you know, top fuel team, funny car team in the NHRA and get to weld also. So it was kind of, it just... Again, another clicking moment yeah. where everything just you clicked had that, and it what fell I call into place. Aha moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, were absolutely. you good at it right away? No. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think so. So, so listen. I, I've been around uh, the welding business for mm-hmm. a little while, and there are men and women that are either Lincoln Electric or they're Miller. <laughs> Are you a Lincoln girl or are you a Miller girl? I am 1,000% a Lincoln electric girl. I have never even used a Miller. I do not speak of Miller. (laughs) So Um, so let me ask you this. When you were in school, now I did some work with Lincoln Electric. mm -hmm. And one one of the coolest things that I got to try was their their training, virtual reality simulation. And it was like this video game, but it was real. I mean, yeah. you, you had the mask on and, and you were welding, but it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Did you ever use that? I actually did when I went to uh, the Advanced Welding Seminar yeah. back in end of November, beginning of December over at Lincoln Electric. They'll get some people together from NASCAR and NHRA that are kind of in the welding industry already. And they will kind of go through a crash course of different materials, different welding techniques. And that was one of the things that they actually had there at the school was the virtual welding. And so that was pretty cool. I had never done that before, but I just kind of, I was watching people do it and then I tried a little bit of it, but it's, it's weird. It's different. It's yeah. so weird. Well, you don't have the smell and stuff like yeah. that. But, but, but for the, for the guy that never welded. Yeah. Oh, that'd I be was perfect. like, this is so neat. Yeah. And so cool. You know, I used to get like, okay, I at least want to get an 80% on my weld yeah. and I just want to get this. I, I Okay. So you go to school, you graduate. Mm-hmm. How did you end up at Coletta Motorsports? Mr. McBride. Really? <laughs> yep. I mean, because you got, I mean, I mean, listen, for those of you that are at home watching right now, this girl gra- graduates college and then goes, she doesn't go into an entry level position. She goes right to the top team in NHRA drag racing. I mean, I mean, I mean that, yeah. I mean, I, I'm getting goosebumps for you right now. How cool was yeah, that? Yeah, it was actually incredible. I graduated on the 26th of March in 2016. And on the 28th of March, four days later, <laughs> I got a call saying that Jimmo wanted me to come in the next day, that Tuesday, and have an interview, and I was hired that day. Really? So I was hired five days after I had graduated, and I actually already signed an apartment lease in Toledo, Ohio, where my boyfriend's from, uh-huh. and so I signed my apartment. Before I even knew that I got the job, I just had that feeling, you know, people say, you know, manifestation, whatnot, yeah. but like, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and I was dead set on it, so. So what was it like your first day of work? You go in there, you you know, you're a young lady, Mm -hmm. you're at the top level. Yeah. I mean, there is no games here. I mean, this isn't, I mean, it it is, it's a big business. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you? Do you remember your first day of work? I don't remember my exact first day, but I remember, and this is something I was thinking about like not too long ago, um, 
I remember when I first started welding at Coletta, I actually worked up in the carbon department shop for a little bit until I got the skill. Like, I perfected my skills since I was still so new at it. Yeah. And uh, I remember being so shaky and not being able to, like, keep my eyes straight. And I was so nervous. And to think now where I just throw on my helmet and go. Before I used to be, my nerves were so amped up and I couldn't even. How many years ago has that been? Oh, shoot. I think it's four and a half years that I've been Holy there. Holy cow, really? Yeah, time flies. I feel like I just wow. got hired last year. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you? Because everybody thinks, mm-hmm. I get out of school and you know you, you, you get a great job, mm-hmm. but you're still nervous. It's yeah. okay to be nervous. Yeah. It's okay to be scared. Mm-hmm. Did you have mentors? I did. I did. I, I had Brian Nelson, who I work with right now. He has taught me so, so, so much. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something where you can, you know... I give all the credit to my teachers. They taught me so much. But until you actually get in it also, yeah. it's kind of, you just you just learn different things. You know how much tolerance you can have with things. You just know how to fine-tune things a little bit better, how to do this better, how to do that better, you know. And yeah. I didn't always listen at first. I'm like, oh, no, I know, it'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and now I'm doing exactly what my mentors were suggesting to me. <laughs> how, how tough is it for you knowing that you are working on a chassis? Now, for those of you that are at home and you don't know what she's working on, I mean, she's working on chassis that these cars go over 300 miles per hour, correct? Correct, yeah. So how stressful is it for you knowing that you are working on something and someone's life is is inside that race car as well? And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm going to put things into perspective. I mean, it's got to be a little bit nerve-wracking. It is. I I know it's a job. (laughs) I know that, you know, you're you're, you're confident and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But as scary as it is, how gratifying is it for you when you see that car on TV on Sunday going round Mm -hmm. after round after round after round and then winning, winning championships that you've been involved with? What's it like for you being a young lady? And I know that ladies hate when I say this, but but, but it's true. You are a woman in a man's career Mm -hmm. or what used to be just a man's career. Correct. Okay. Um, What's it like for you? It is. I mean, do, do, do me a favor. When yes. you answer that, look inside this camera right sure. here and, and tell everybody <laughs> what's it like for a young lady, not even knowing what she wanted, fell into this job, mm. but now her work is going literally over 300 miles per hour, winning championships. Mm. What's it like for you? It is the most exhilarating and terrifying feeling at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to have, you know, like you said, someone's life in your hands, it is so rewarding that people can trust you with something like that, you know? Uh, So there's not a time that I don't, that I weld that I don't think of that. Right. You know, um, just earlier today, I was welding up a set of A-arms and it's crazy to think that just one little spot, you know, could change someone's life. So I take pride in how I weld. I take pride in what I do, how I fit things to ensure that, people that get in the car, the drivers that we have, J.R. Todd, mm-hmm. Doug Coletta, Sean Langdon, that they know that they are safe right. in the vehicle that they're getting in. That's so cool. Do you have a nickname? Uh, I am called Ace. <laughs> so- <laughs> Primarily just by Brian. Some other people call me it too, but... So why Ace, you think? Just I don't because, know. Because you're so good at what you do? I, I don't think of it. Because they first started calling me that before I knew what I was even doing. No, Nick Coffin that used to work with us, he uh, he just started calling me that one day. 
no idea. It, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, four and a half years later, Brian still calls me that. Isn't that funny how nicknames mm -hmm. do that? Now, yeah. let me ask you this. You have a welding helmet. Correct. Now, men and women that have welding helmets <laughs> either have their helmets all painted up or they're either all black with a couple stickers on it. It's just the, it's just the way that the business is. What girl are you? Are you completely all decked out, customized helmet, or are you just plain with a couple stickers? Well, I love the Jesse Combs helmets because she has, you talk about inspiration, she was my inspiration for everything, how okay. um, driven she was and how uh, confident and fearless and just, she was, she just didn't care what anybody else thought. She was all for herself. She just knew what she wanted and she did it. Um, that was something that, I kind of wanted to have was one of her helmets, but I actually went with a black one because <laughs> I could not see myself destroying a nice helmet like that. And I yeah. destroy my helmet. It is so scratched up. Sometimes I throw it on and I'm like, how do I even see through this mask right here? You know, and funny story, like I don't really have any designs or anything on it. It's just flat black, but I have some random stickers on it that Brian randomly will place on my helmet. Those are the only stickers that I have on there, except for an NGK one that I put on there myself. But other than that, they're all just stickers thrown on there. So if you could design your own helmet, mm -hmm. what would your helmet look like? What colors would be on Ooh. your helmet? I mean, come on, because here's a deal. I, I, I'm giving you a couple extra seconds here to think okay. about this. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, yes, she is a girl welder. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this young lady is still a young lady. So... Yeah. I know you still like to dress up. You still like to put some makeup on. You still yeah. like to wear your heels. Yes. If you could design your own helmet, what would your helmet look like? I was actually going to kind of put a little wrap or something on my helmet when I first got it. I'm like a blacked out vehicles. I love having like blacked out rims, blacked out cars, whatnot. So I love the idea of the all black. And I was actually going to put a purple K on it, like a script K, oh, yeah. and have it going down the side. Okay. That's kind of what I wanted to do, because um, I've always signed my name like that, and my middle name's K, and K yeah. is just kind of my letter, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I wanted to do that. So, what but colors? I'm very simple. Just so what color? What, black. What, what, no, I, I, I purple K. Just purple. No, purple. I mean purple with no white, just black and no, purple. Probably just black. So guys, purple. if you're watching at Cloto yeah. Motorsports right now, <laughs> what she wants her welding new new helmet to look like is all black with a K in purple. Just in case you guys want to get her something special for <laughs> Christmas or something. Just Some, throwing it out there, okay? Yeah, my birthday's coming up. So <laughs> hit hit. Yeah. So so okay, so so you're working at Cloto Motorsports and then yeah. your younger brother's working there too. Yeah. What's it like having your younger brother work in the shop that you're working at too? You know what? We kind of stay away from each other. <laughs> we don't. But then again, my bro, I'm the outgoing one. My brother is kind of he's a little more reserved until you get to know him, and then he's like he doesn't stop talking, which yeah. I love about him. I love it. I love it. Um, so he's kind of on the other side of the shop. The chassis shop is in the middle right. of the shop, and so we'll talk to each other like here and there throughout the day. Hey, how's your day going? I'll get a snack from him or something, or he'll bring his energy drink over for me to sip on um but it's it's really easy going and he actually lives with my boyfriend and i too so oh nice it's, it's kind of nice because he is on the road i do still get to spend like some time with him when he is home because we actually this live year has together. been a lot yeah he's been home a lot <laughs> it's okay though <laughs> it's okay but uh yeah what else are you gonna say about that i don't know so so listen i saw a picture of you mm -hmm. in a souped up 
tractor. Like, <laughs> li- listen, those of you that are watching, and, you, and maybe you still go to tractor pulls. Um, I loved them, and that's with they have all those engines on them. They're huge. Yeah, I saw you sitting behind the wheel yeah. of one of them. Was it just you, like, getting your picture taken behind the wheel? No, I pulled it. Um, so, so you were yeah. a... A tractor, tractor puller? Tractor puller. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what was that like and how old were you? I was 18 when I first started with the NTPA that we used to pull with. Uh, you had to be 18 in order to actually pull. So wow. my dad got the tractor shoot when we were, well, he he built it and pulled his own mini modifieds before my parents even got married. Okay. And so probably when I was about, I think, eight or ten my dad got the single engine modified pulling tractor and so one of the deals was if we wanted to pull it we had to work on it so that was kind of how i actually got into working on the engine so basically your dad got free labor yeah put that carrot in front of your face and said if you want to do it me and my brother because we alternated (laughs) so to make it fair between us kids we would each alternate for what was that like i can't even imagine what that was like what's the most weight you ever pulled with that tractor Oh, I can't think of the weights off the top of my head. <laughs> a lot, right? But yeah, a lot. I mean, I mean, because I mean, how much horsepower was that tractor that you were pulling with? I can't remember. I mean, but it was it a four fifty four Chevy big block. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was quite the wild ride. <laughs> quite the wild ride. And I don't know if you saw on my Facebook, but uh, with I have a picture with my pink helmet on. Um, and every single time, my brother loves to bring this up, whenever I would be pulling down the track, I would literally just scream. Like, I would yell at her, like, come on, let's go, let's go. And that was just my thing. So every year, whenever they were doing the pictures for the banquet and stuff, they'd always have pictures of me <laughs> with my mouth just wide open. Come on. So, so have you always wanted to go fast? Um, I mean, I know I know now you're working on the cars that go fast, but I mean, yeah. were you a like speed demon? Kind of. I we always went to our local Erie Speedway dirt track, you know, just roundy round stuff yeah. when I was a kid. My dad has always took us to race tracks and then the drag strip, and we used to pull lawnmowers and just That's stuff cool. like that. Going to fairs, doing that stuff. Let me ask you this: Your dad? Yeah. You talk about him a lot. Yes. About you hanging out in the garage with him and stuff yeah. like that. Your dad must be so proud of you. Don't get me choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting kind of choked up, to be honest, because, I mean, I have a daughter your age. Yeah. And, and I know just sitting here listening to your story, um, how proud I am of you. Oh, and yes. I can't even imagine how your dad feels of having that little girl working in the garage with him to now working at the top tier of business. Yeah. I mean... What's that like to go back home and to have those conversations? And, and not only you, but now your dad has two kids yeah. that are working. Don't cry. It's, no, you can't. No, <laughs> it's just a little. I think it's just watering. It's fine. I don't know. You know, it's mascara or something. So, but I mean, what has your dad said to you guys? I mean, that's got to be so cool and, and rewarding all yeah. by itself. I mean, it's nice to be, to know that your work is on TV and stuff yeah. like that. But things start at home. Yeah, they do. And those four walls at home. Good or bad? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they were good for you. What's it like, though, to have your dad say, you know what, kid, I'm proud of you? Yeah, it's, it, you know, it really means the world. And I love you, dad. I love you, mom. <laughs> um, they, you know, my parents were always like, go get it. Like, do what you want. Do what makes you happy. When I was 
failing out of college, you know, they were just kind of like, okay, come on, do something. We'll support you in whatever you want to do. Just do it. Um, you know, and, and to tie it back to tractor pulling, my dad always had this motto, we will do our best, we will accept the results, and we will build upon them. That's one thing he always said to us before we went down the track for a tractor pull. He would always say that, and I don't think he realizes exactly how much it stuck with me in yeah. every, every single aspect of my life. I think about it every single day when I'm doing anything it's like okay i mess up here okay whatever i gotta learn from it and i gotta move forward and do better next time um a question came in on social media and Mm -hmm. that is why you're you're welding Mm -hmm. are you allowed i guess to listen to music or podcasts or is it just silence just you and the welder because you know people talk about getting into a groove Mm -hmm. is it the groove of of hearing the weld being done is it the music that you're tapping to that that literally we can tell if one day you're listening to heavy metal and one day yeah. you're listening to rap and one day you're listening to country and one day you're, I mean I know it sounds funny but yeah. is that kind of true I don't know if it very I've never noticed that because we have oh my gosh Brian and I we listen to such an array we have a bluetooth speaker that will listen to music and when we're doing front halves I mean we are jamming out to like just rap and like any just like pump up music yeah. you know and then we have our you know metal days but for the most part I actually when I'm like really trying to get focused it sounds crazy but I'll actually listen to podcasts. I like listening to murder podcasts. (laughs) So, like, I love listening to a podcast called My Favorite Murder. And so, like, when I'm, like, really trying to get in the zone, I'll just listen to that. And it's, like, listening to a story. And then, obviously, I listen to yours. Also, I listen to motivational things, um, uplifting things, whenever I'm in that kind of mindset where I'm, like, I need to get, I need, something's bothering me. I need to focus and rise, raise my vibration a little bit <laughs> when when you need a kick in the butt mm-hmm. who's that person to give you the kick in the butt because you just said it some days you, and, and i know the racing business mm-hmm. some days your things are on and some days things are off and it can be all that way li- yeah. literally within an hour my boyfriend <laughs> really? i'll call him and be like this and this and this. he's like <laughs> chill out you're fine you have nothing to worry about you're overreacting go back in there you're gonna do fine do yeah. it better next time um, so he's kind of my voice of reason. I yeah. guess he kind of keeps me a little level-headed. That's awesome. <laughs> tell me the story about your brother and who asked him. Just go ahead and tell the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so actually, three months before I started, my brother started working there on Doug Coletta's team as a clutch assistant. And at that time, Jimmo was there, and Jimmo was his crew chief also. And so because... I had already talked to Jimmo about possibly working there. Jimmo actually, before he officially hired me, asked my brother if he would be okay with that. Because he's like, I Your know younger not brother. All... My younger brother, yes. My three years younger brother. Yeah, he had his foot in the door before I did. Yeah, I was a little s- slow to the gate. But uh, yeah, so Jimmo asked him, you know, if I would be, if he would be okay with me working there. Yeah. And of course, my brother and I, we have a great relationship. So yeah. he's like, yeah, absolutely. But I just thought that was really nice that he was respectful like that. That is really cool. Because what if we didn't get along? Yeah. That'd be bad. That would be, yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, because there are families, mm-hmm. brothers that, that work there yeah. that got along and sometimes not got along. Yep, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so listen, in, in the first episode, we talked about you and how you came, made your way through school and everything else. Now you're, you're you know, you're a welder at Coletta Motorsports. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask, as much work as you do and as much stress as your job entails, what do you like to do for fun? 
I mean, I'm looking at this young, cute girl just sitting here with her hair pulled back. I mean, are you the kind of girl that when you're not working, do you just veg out, read a book, and do nothing? Are you, I mean, like, what do you like to do? Um, I have a whole array of things. Uh, we <laughs> actually, I always say drag racing is my life because yeah. my boyfriend races. My dad actually got a dragster for me not too long ago, also a couple years ago. So, so when, when I, you're not racing, you're racing. Yeah. Yeah. We're at Norwalk <laughs> all weekend, every single weekend during the summer, usually, except for no this year. No kidding. But, yeah. And so you're so, behind the wheel of the car too. I've only been behind the wheel a few times, a handful of times. I'm still dabbling a little bit Holy behind a dragster. Snikes. I didn't know that, that you yeah. actually drove a car too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm Ladies new Ladies and at gentlemen, it. those of you, oh, you are learning right with me. I don't believe it myself. I mean, this girl is, is a welder. Um, and then she actually races race cars too. So what's the fastest you ever yeah. you've ever been? Ooh, um, on the drag strip. I think it was just like 120. In the oh, eight. is that all? Yeah, yeah and a quarter yeah, mile. Just one. No, in, in the eighth. Oh, okay, well, eighth mile. I guess that is even faster. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's pretty fast. Yeah, normally. I'm like it's fast. Okay, mm, sorry. <laughs> um, I go 80 on the highway every day. I'm used to, but anyway, uh, so I've only been in the driver's seat for a few times. But my boyfriend, he has a dragster that, like I said, we're at Norwalk every single weekend. Yeah. And not there. We're somewhere else. But you, normally I'm the tire girl, and I'm okay anxiety-wise just <laughs> being the tire girl sometimes. <laughs> I'll let him do the hard stuff of thinking and, you know, what, What's the funniest line. reaction you've gotten? Like, let's just say you're out and about. You and mm-hmm. your boyfriend are at dinner. Mm-hmm. You, you meet another couple. You meet somebody. You're having a drink with them, let's just say, and they ask you what you do for a living. I'm not going to lie. I'm always timid like this. I'm like, I'm a welder. <laughs> and my boyfriend's like, yeah, she's a welder. And he's so proud. Of it. Yeah. And I, I mean, appreciate it. But like sometimes, I don't know. Like, do, do, I, do, do people like, are they shocked? They're like, yeah. are, you, what? are you kidding me? Yeah. Because I don't normally look like this when I'm out, when I'm like. Right. Not at the track or at work. You know, when I'm at home, I usually do something with myself a little bit. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of, I, I always get, no, really? And people usually don't believe me at first, but. So on your free time, you like to drag race. That's what you do. Yeah. So if you don't get enough racing. What? I also sew. So you do the fastest (laughs) thing on the planet, which is drag racing. To the slowest thing you could possibly do. It's not slow. This. I ramped the speed up on that thing. <laughs> so what do you sew? I make, I like to make quilts. My mother-in-law, she actually got me into it. She said, if you can weld, you can sew. So when my best friend had her son a few years ago, I, she's always my mother-in-law has always been into Sewing. making blankets and quilts. So whenever my friend had her baby, uh, I said, I, want, I would like for you to make her a quilt. She was like, no, honey, if you can weld, you can sew. You're making your own blankets for him so that's what i've done <laughs> really so yeah you're a sewer yeah quilter yeah is that what you call yourselves a quilter a quilter yeah because i like to make blankets and what was it two christmases ago i made one for my mom my grandma my grandpa and my dad you know i i will say that is rewarding isn't it to yeah. do oh, to, yeah. to do something that you don't have to because mm-hmm. i know like in my free time i like to woodwork mm-hmm I'm not yeah. good at it, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm starting to be. You make some but, really cool things. Yeah, but it, it's just fun, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't mess it up because yeah. I don't care because I don't have to sell it. I don't exactly. have to give it away. No one's gonna know except no. you for that little spot. Right, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes that's character. Yeah, exactly. Messing up is character. Yeah. Unless you're welding on a dragster. <laughs> yeah, be careful. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Are there things that you don't do because you work with your hands? Not really. I try. I don't get my nails done too often. 
because <laughs> I always scuff them up at work. I mean, I just did my nails a few days ago, and they're Are your already... hands dirty? Let's see your hands. My hands are... I cleaned them before I came here. I really did, but I have to scrub them, like, really good, because normally... Sometimes I leave gloves? work. No. Well, I wear them while I'm welding, but not while I'm, fin- oh, while I'm like, gotcha. metal finishing things or coping things when they have, the tubing has okay. metal scale on it. So dirty, let me ask you this. So. Do you have your hands insured? I do not. No, you're making me think that I should. Well, I'm just saying that most people, when, when they do different things for their mm-hmm. careers, they get whatever they do insured. That's true. So it might be something you have to I look should, into. I should look into that. I don't I don't know if how much Aflac would cover, but... <laughs> Let me ask you this. What, did, what advice could you give somebody that wants to get into this business? Mm-hmm. Or any business, for that matter. It may be a young man, a young girl, but just do me a favor and look in that camera sure. right there and, and, and just give them advice. I know you gave a little bit during the first episode, but I think it's important for me to let the listeners know how important it is that you don't have to be perfect at something. You just have to have willpower. You just have to have a great attitude, and you can accomplish mm-hmm. just about anything. Absolutely. If you think that it can happen, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you've messed up. You can always improve. And just because you think that, oh, I'll get there one day, it doesn't have to be like, okay, 10 years down the road. It can be like things fall into your lap sometimes. I was blessed enough to where that happened. And it's not, you know, I don't know. Things just things just happen sometimes. And it's not going to be all peaches and cream all the time it's been a lot of ups and downs trust me <laughs> and it's okay right yeah because that's, that's what builds character exactly and i have i i i wouldn't say i have thick skin but i'm working towards it <laughs> <laughs> i have had to learn a lot and just to keep going that's all i can say keep going in the business that you're in at the level that you're in mm-hmm. do you i know that this is kind of like a funny question but I think it's a true question. And, and I'm just wondering, those of you at, at, at home, I mean, her being a professional welder, fabricator for Coletta Motorsports, are you an organized person or do you have stuff <laughs> everywhere? Are you, because again, you're either that girl or that mm-hmm. girl. Well, I would say I'm like, I'm a little bipolar when it comes to that because sometimes I'll go into my house and I just throw things everywhere. But then there's other days where I'm like, I have to have it in this exact spot. And my boyfriend didn't put the bowl in the right spot. He put it on top of the other bowl that doesn't even match. And so I like, I am very organized in some things. Like I have this notebook at work where every time I work on something, I have it like labeled in this notebook, whether it's front half, back half. Like I have literally details like dumbed down, like measure this spot to this spot and at this whatever. I have everything like detailed written down. So because I have to have it like that. Otherwise, my mind can't focus. So you are organized then. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you this then. We're always looking for an extra 10th, for an extra this, for an extra that. We want our cars faster. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter your NASCAR, if, if you're street racing, if you're drag racing, I mean, you know, um, if you're dirt racing, you're always looking mm-hmm. for that extra, extra little bit. Have you ever been welding and you came up with an idea that you were able to take back to the engineers and said, hey, guess what? What about this? If we did this a little bit different there, maybe the 
You know what I'm saying? Has that ever happened? Yeah, sometimes, but it's kind of one of those things where I'll come up with it, and this is where I get down on myself, where I won't come up, I won't say anything about it. Right. So that's something I am working on. Um, But normally, it's just kind of go with the flow, and, you know, we rattle things off all the time, but sometimes it doesn't always... So I know a bunch of the guys that you get, you know, work mm-hmm. with all the time. And I know that it's a good bunch of guys yeah. that work there and girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's the biggest class clown? Are you one of the class clowns or are you the one getting picked on all the time? Oh, gosh, the biggest <laughs> class clown. There, There is no doubt about this. Andrew Hatfield. He, <laughs> this guy, he, he's just off the wall, will come up to me and just randomly say something and I have nothing to do with anything. Like you ask him a serious question, okay. it'll turn into something funny and act like he's acting, asking you something serious and it's not. Right, right. So he always, we, him, Kara and I, we have our little, um, I don't know, we eat lunch together sometimes and we always, you know, are joking around with each other and that's when we need a good laugh. I yeah. know I can always count, count on, on him. him. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so, you know, I asked you what you like to do on your off time and that mm-hmm. you, you said drag racing, you said sewing. Are you into hunting and fishing at all? I mean, most men and women that are in the racing business, man, they love to hunt and fish, and they're That's good true. old boys or good old girls. You haven't mentioned anything about any of those things. No, and you know, I, <laughs> it's sad because when I was and a kid, I loved that. I know, like, if and anyone wants to give me venison, please. I love venison. I miss it so much. Um, no, I grew up, um, you know, going trekking and backpacking with my dad and going hunting with him and the guys and sleeping in tents in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, I just kind of, I don't know, we never, we, we, we're tractor pulling. Yeah, that's you know, just it. Or working on the tractor during the off season. <laughs> so it was just one of those things where it kind of just that out. Do you constantly have to be going to school and working on your education for a welder because things are changing all the time right mm-hmm. Technology's changing um i don't know how much welding has changed over the years it seems yeah i mean to, from the outside looking in it i probably would say oh it hasn't changed much but i'm sure it's changed a lot well, 125 years lincoln electric has I been know. in business so i mean i can only imagine i i mean i don't even know what it looked like back in the 1800s <laughs> Jeez, oh man <laughs> when, when i found that I was like, I have to go and look that up and see mm-hmm. to have just said, I mean, it must have been like a flame and a stick at some point or, you know, yeah. heat, heating up the stick or, you the know. The thing was probably as big as this room for a MIG welder or something. <laughs> Who knows? Computers used to be huge, That's you know. True. So Yeah, but we're talking 125 years ago. Yeah. What is the difference between a MIG and a TIG? I MIG? Mean, uh, yeah, I mean, those of mm-hmm. you at, at home that you're like, I, Johnny D., you know, Courtney, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Courtney, this all sounds great and everything. That's a great story. I don't know nothing about welding. Good news is, either do I. I know that there is a difference between MIG welding and TIG welding. Good thing for all of us that don't know, we have Courtney in the house, and you're going to tell yeah. us exactly <laughs> what the difference between MIG welding and TIG welding is. Do Okay, so I'll make it easy to explain. Um, <laughs> so MIG welding is wire fed so okay. it's just one spool and you just it, you have a ground that you connect to what you're working on but it's just a button so and the wire automatically comes out you can set it to different settings or whatever but the you hit the button and the wire automatically comes out and you're welding 
TIG welding is actually you have your pedal, you have your torch, and you have your filler rod. So you have to get on the pedal a certain amount that you want to get your bead sides with the torch being like pointed to where you want right. it and then you have to add in your own personal filler rod so you're That's working right, it's on like stick it gets stuck in stuff right oh yeah, yeah so what do you use at work then lincoln no i know but what do you use like do you use oh, a mig or sorry. tig do you do tig mig? okay it's uh drag race car funny cars <laughs> <laughs> tough fuel cars i don't know about pro stock but they're all it has to be tig per sfi standards really why is that mm-hmm um, I think just strength and like integrity. Okay. Um, MIG sometimes can be um, not as strong structurally. Okay. I think. Do you now because you are a welder? Mm-hmm. Do people ask you to do things for you, like on the side, like hey, you know, my car needs a little of this, or my race car needs a little of that, or my, your dad calls you and says, hey, when you come down to PA, yeah. hopefully soon, can you work on the tractor for me? Something broke. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? Well, my dad's a welder himself. He's always had a welder in his garage, but I just never used it before <laughs> I went to school. I'm just putting that out there. But um, no, uh, because my boyfriend has his uh, dragster and then my father-in-law, he's he switches out cars all the time. He's had probably like three or four cars since I've been around in the past four years. And so he's always asking me to work on things. He has a welder in his garage. And so he'll be like, hey, can you weld this for me later tonight or whatnot? And oh, cool. I'll be in, I'll be inside his house sewing with my mother-in-law. And he'll be like, hey, can you weld this up for me? I'm like, I'm sewing. I'm in this part of my life right now. Yes, I'll go do that for you. Like, I love helping them out, you know, but it's kind of like, like how you have two different roles, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, when I'm not at work, I'm kind of in my girly mode. Like I, you know, I've had to kind of balance out my having a struggle with my losing my femininity and, um, you know, just getting dirty all the time. Sometimes like as much as I love that and I'm so grateful that I can have that balance. But when I'm at home, like I am in full on like domesticated princess. Like I just want to clean my house and organize things and do my You know, you are so right about that. Um, because people often ask me about that, and you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Because not not saying that I'm two different people, but I have two different personalities right. when it comes to And I'm not the motivational cowboy all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the guy that just likes to go out in the garage and, and relax, do some writing, yeah. or read or whatever, have a couple beers, yeah. and just relax and not have to be that guy. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. I'm the guy that needs a little motivation, exactly. and I need that kick in the butt. Mm-hmm. Can anybody learn to weld? I would say Yes. Yes, it just takes patience, really. That's all it is. I mean, I think anyone can, if 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 I'm teaching someone, absolutely. Now, the it. old cliche of, are you a welder or are you a grinder? <laughs> for those, again, for those of you that are at home, there is a difference between somebody that knows how to weld, somebody that thinks they know how to weld, but you better have a grinder there. Can you explain that? <laughs> And I'm not being negative, but it's the yeah, truth, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. If your weld does not look good, then it most likely isn't. So that's when the grinder comes out, and you got to fix things up a little bit. But yeah, what is like? Do you have a a proudest moment in one of your projects? Yeah, when J.R. Todd won the Funny Car Championship in 2018. It was two years ago, yeah. Yeah, I I was a mess. I mean, I always watch the races or I keep up with it online. Um, but when I was watching him win the championship, I 
I shed a tear then because it was, you know, it's everything kind of came full circle and it was like, yes, this is what we've been working towards. Yeah. You know, we've been working so hard and we've been wanting it so bad. And like everyone in the industry, you know, they, they oh, yeah. everyone wants a championship or to win a race. And so to get that championship trophy and to take a picture with JR and Brian yeah. with that trophy, it was, it was awesome. Brian and I had a good moment over it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, a lot of times people name their chassis. Yeah. Do you guys at Coletta name your chassis or maybe you on your in your personal racing career name your your chassis? We do at Coletta Motorsports. <laughs> we name them Bounty Hunters. Okay. They're called Bounty Hunters because um, back in the day, yeah. Connie had his car and it was called the Bounty Hunter. Right. So we call them Bounty Hunter and we just do like FC, double O, whatever car mm -hmm. um, or TF for top fuel. So yeah, they're Bounty Hunter chassis. Do you consider yourself... A role model? Ooh. Um, I would say I consider myself a role model in the aspect of you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah. Um, I think if you have the heart and desire to do something, you can make it happen. If What's it like, though, when people send you a message and say, you know, I'm doing this now because of you? Oh, gosh. What's that, that like? Or, or you, may, you, you may know or you may not know. Yeah. That's the coolest thing that your story is out there and people are intrigued by it and you motivate and inspire others. So do you consider yourself a role model? Someone that has overcome all the obstacles mm -hmm. and you're doing it every single day for the last four and a half years. I would say so, I guess. I don't really, I'm kind of humble when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't absolutely. want to necessarily think of myself as that. But, 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 but it's okay I think, though, you work, you work for it. Yeah, I would say, you know, absolutely. Everyone needs someone to look up to. And if I can be that person for someone, like, again, Jesse Combs was for me, Yeah. then I think I'm doing something right. What's one project that you would love to work on? And just, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I don't care where it is, what it is. I mean, we're talking hypothetical. If mm -hmm. you could go weld a bridge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, like, what... It is for welders that would be the, like for me, people would love to have your job. I mean, mm -hmm. you've got the, the greatest job in the world. I mean, I if, if you love racing, I do. you know, but is there something that, that you're like, man, I would love to go do that. I no. want to be a part of that. No. You're doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that I answer. I yeah, say the same thing. About, I, I love what I do. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've struggled with it sometimes, but um, you know, and I question myself sometimes of, am I really doing what I should be doing? And mm -hmm. it's like, I have to kind of slap myself like, yes, you've been working so hard towards this. What are you talking about? So sometimes I kind of have to take a step back and be like, no, I have gotten here for a reason. I have made it to this point. I've been striving for this. And yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. You know, um, this question came in on social media too. And I, again, I know, it, it, I think it's an awesome question. And it's like, what's been your most challenging project to this day and that might have been something way back when you first started and now you look back and say wow now it wouldn't be a challenge but it was challenging back then Ooh. it might be something now it might be something when you were in school I mean I don't know I don't know what this person was thinking but I thought it was a great question I'm immediately thinking of work at Coletta and I remember there was um this one time it was my first time building a steering crossover that goes in the funny car and Brian got so mad at me because it took me, oh gosh, probably four days. I scrapped like 
three sets of material to try to make this thing and I was dead set and determined that I was going to get it done so I would say that was probably the most complicated thing that I can think of off the top of my head right now Um, it doesn't seem like much but but isn't that amazing though you have to screw something up to get good at it yeah so it's what basically was what she's saying is it's okay to fail as long as you pick yourself up learn the right way Mm -hmm. and move on I'm not trying to put yep. words in your mouth, but that's exactly nope. like, listen, Absolutely. I screwed up the whole freaking thing. Brian was mad and, you know, we wasted money on this. But you know what? She probably never made that mistake again. No, no. I made my notes on it, my yeah. detailed notes. Right. And so that's what I at least have a basis off of now. What's something that people don't know about you? Mm. I mean, one that came up was the whole sewing thing. I had I had no yeah. clue about that. but. What's something that you're like, oh, man, this is, um, I really, you guys would be shocked about this. I can't think. Um, so you go out. I, we, you- can, we can go there. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've struggled with mental health a bit. Um, you know, like I said, um, trying to stay positive, that's always my, my attitude. I try to stay upbeat all the time, but I have suffered with Corny, and stay just yeah. do me a favor, yeah. um, just because you said it, and I think it's important, especially right now, yeah. in this day and age, again, look in that camera and tell people exactly what you just said all over again. And I'm not trying to, you said it, but yeah. I think it's important to let people know that, you know, you can be a professional and still fight with things. Go mm-hmm. ahead. I would say if you're struggling, it's okay. Everyone goes through something. Everyone's issues are a little bit different than each other, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still hard. And you will get through it. It's not the end of the world. And just keep focused on the end goal. Again, talking about end goal. Yeah. If you want something, you can make it happen. If you want to be happy, you can make it happen. And just have let people around you know, because having a support system is huge in that too. Basically, what she's saying is mental health is real. Mm-hmm. It's real, folks. And if you're struggling, do you mind? I mean, do you mind giving out your your social media in case somebody wants to connect with you? Do you mind? Yeah, absolutely. My Facebook is Courtney with a K, K-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-K-A-Y. Um, my Instagram is same thing, Courtney underscore K-A-Y. Um, that's pretty much all I use. No, I think that so. that's in, it's <laughs> and I'm incredible. not on there very much, but I like to scroll, and that's about it. <laughs> now, now wait a second. Now we're we're down to just a couple minutes. Yeah. And you said that hey, don't forget, oh, I yeah. have something for you. And um, I, I got to be honest, I think this is the first time on my show that somebody is giving me a gift. So I think that's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Really? First? I think so. Well, I got something. I thought, you know, I kind of whipped it up today. Yeah. You know, I just thought you might like something like that. Now, look at this, folks. Is this something you welded? Yeah. Now, if you don't, look at that. It has a cowboy hat. I mean, this is so freaking (laughs) cool. It says MC on it. I mean, come on. I mean, that you just gave me goosebumps. That that, that is so Uh, cool. I can't thank you enough um, for coming on the show. Um, we're literally down to just a couple seconds, but, um, just give a shout out real quick to the school you went to, where you work right now 
and your social real quick. Okay. I went to uh, Ohio Technical College in Cleveland, Ohio for high performance and racing technologies. Great program. Highly recommend it. Steve McBride is the absolute best director. Uh, I work at Coletta Motorsports. I'm a welder fabricator there on their top fuel cars and nitro funny cars. And my social is Courtney, K-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y underscore K-A-Y for Instagram and Courtney K for Facebook. Courtney, I cannot thank you enough. Folks, I told you it goes by fast. We might have to... To, to bring you and a couple of the other guys back from the I shop. I love that. All in they here. would love that too. This would be kind of fun, or maybe even shoot an episode down there. But, Courtney, thank you again for everything, for coming here, uh, being an open book, being inspirational, being motivational, being a role model for anybody that wants to get into this business. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Johnny D. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast. Follow Johnny D. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, advertise, or would like to make a donation, please visit MotivationalCowboy.com. And remember to have an outstanding day.